The Oklahoma City Council considers a possible mask ordinance. Lawmakers work on legislation to answer questions about the latest Supreme Court decision. And colleges try to address the uncertainties surrounding the upcoming football season. For The Oklahoman, I'm Dave Morris. It's Monday, July 13, 2020. There are 510 new cases of COVID-19 in Oklahoma, according to the latest report from the state health department, and two new deaths. Monday's update comes less than 24 hours after the state announced the death of the first child to die from the virus in Oklahoma. Health officials reported the 13-year-old died Friday at the Comanche County Memorial Hospital. Fort Sill officials say the team was a dependent of a service member stationed at the military post near Lawton. The child's family members are in quarantine at their residence on the Army post and are following CDC guidelines. Military health officials are working with Comanche County health officials to trace the spread of the virus and will notify any individuals who may need to be tested or monitored for the virus. The number of tests that are being run where the result of the test is positive for COVID-19 has gone up dramatically. Um, at our lowest level on the week of May 25th, only 1.8% of all tests were positive. Uh, this past week, uh, so far for this week's data, Uh, 9.7% of every specimen tested was positive for COVID-19. So we've seen this dramatic increase in the percentage of tests that are coming back positive. As the state's coronavirus numbers surge, the demographics of who is contracting the virus is changing. In mid-April, public epidemiology data showed the average age of those testing positive for the coronavirus was 53 years old. The Oklahoma's Carmen Foreman reports the most recent data shows 35% of cases fall in the 18 to 35 age group, and 66% of patients were age 49 or younger. As the number of positive cases increase, the number of deaths has not dramatically increased. However, Dr. Dell Bratzler with OU Medicine says that trend could change. Uh, the good news is, is that uh, in Oklahoma in general, the death rate is quite low, and in fact, because there are so many people being tested uh, and often the people that are testing positive at this time are younger people, their mortality rate tends to be lower. That said, we are seeing some continued growth and new deaths in the state. And again, that's part of the reason I highlight the number of people that are in the intensive care unit in Oklahoma with more than half of the people with a confirmed diagnosis who are in the hospital Being in the intensive care unit, as we know, those patients have a a higher risk of complications and actual deaths uh, when they're in the hospital. So so I do have that concern that we're likely going to see more deaths over time just because we have a bigger population of people hospitalized and a good percentage of those people are in an intensive care unit. The Oklahoma City Council and health officials decided to hold their next meeting virtually instead of in person. As the Oklahoman's Bill Crum explains, city leaders will be discussing a potential mask ordinance during the virtual summit. Oklahoma City could consider a mask ordinance to limit the surge in COVID-19 cases as soon as next week. The city of Norman already has an ordinance. Public health officials are recommending masks as coronavirus makes a comeback in the wake of decisions to end shelter-in-place orders and reopen the economy. The Oklahoma City Council and the Oklahoma City County Board of Health are meeting for a COVID-19 summit this Thursday morning. The policymakers are slated to receive a briefing from public health experts and discuss the pandemic. One outcome could be agreement on considering a mask ordinance for Oklahoma City. Plans had been to meet in person at the Civic Center. That changed Monday due to health and safety concerns. 
It would have been the first time all the council members were together in one place since March 17th, four months ago. Oklahoma reported 510 new coronavirus cases Monday and a new high in the seven-day moving average of new cases. A decision by the U.S. Supreme Court about tribal land in Oklahoma has prompted a series of questions surrounding law enforcement in the state. It's a story the Oklahomans Chris Castile has been following. The U.S. Supreme Court decision last week that the Muscogee Creek Nation's reservation in Oklahoma still exists has state officials scrambling to adapt to a new world of law enforcement, while they're also looking to Congress to clarify rules regarding taxes and regulations. As a general rule, Indians will no longer be tried in state courts, and some awaiting trial will have to be transferred to the federal authorities. Meanwhile, the state may have hundreds of inmates in state prisons seeking new trials. Oklahoma Attorney General spoke to the Oklahoman about what's going on behind the scenes. You know, this is a challenge, and I won't say that there aren't going to be hiccups, but there have been careful conversations with the U.S. attorneys. I was on with all three of the U.S. attorneys, uh, as well as attorneys for the five tribes last week. And uh, there's there's really, I would characterize, a uh, collaborative hand-in-glove interaction right now to get a handle on the challenges of transferring jurisdiction over individuals that McGirt applies to. Lots of questions surrounding the start of college sports, specifically college football. Oklahoma State recently sent out a letter to its season ticket holders, addressing the uncertainties of the season. I'm Scott Wright of the Oklahoma Sports Department. Oklahoma State University has sent a letter to its football season ticket holders regarding all of the unknowns of the coming football season. Aside from COVID-19 pandemic concerns, Oklahoma State is currently looking for a replacement for its season opening game on September 3rd, originally scheduled to play Oregon State, but the Pac-12 Conference, of which Oregon State is a member, has decided not to play out-of-conference games. They'll only play in-conference games this season. That left Oklahoma State without a season opening opponent and they continue to be committed to finding someone to replace Oregon State on the schedule. Additionally, in the COVID-19 pandemic concerns, OSU said that they are working with officials to ensure that they provide the safest possible environment for OSU fans and will share detailed seating and financial plans if and when the capacity limit of the stadium is enacted. That remains to be known what exactly what uh, what exactly the stadium will look like and how many fans will be allowed into games during the season. And speaking of sports, the Energy FC Soccer Club hosts Tulsa on Monday evening. It's a match being broadcast on ESPN2 and that's a first for the historic Taft Stadium in Oklahoma City. You can find a match recap online at oklahoma.com. That'll do it for this podcast. For producer Paige Dillard, I'm Dave Morris from The Oklahoman. Have a great evening, everyone.